Welcome to E-Commerce Disruptors, your source for e-commerce tips, success stories, and strategies to accelerate your growth. Brought to you by Electric Engine. Electric Engine's how we do it. Hey everyone, it is Noel Lopez with E-Commerce Disruptors, kicking off season three. This is uh, kind of weird. It's been this is my first you know face-to-face uh, interview I've done in a while now since you know, it's been a few months with everything happening, but it's good to be back. And I uh, wanted to kick off season three by inviting Paul onto the, uh, onto the show. So Paul, if you want to take a moment to uh, introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm uh, Paul Neal. I am the uh, Chief Creative Officer of Electric Engine. Uh, it's been, I've been here about a year and a half, yep. uh, I would say, and this is my first podcast. So, <laughs> I mean, if that says anything about how busy we've been, I think that that's a, a, a good Good time. So. Yeah, it's, it's it's been a crazy time, of, of course, with every, everything going on. So many brands are, are shifting to digital. They have to by necessity. Yeah. There's no way to avoid it now. And really, what we want to talk about today, and, and of course, Paul, your expertise really lies in, in branding, is you know branding as a whole. But then, how does that translate to digital, and, and what does that mean? So, I mean, for those of you listening, branding really is. At its essence, what what a company stands for, who they are, how they're perceived, and how does that translate when we then move to digital? Yeah, I mean that's, that's a great question. I, I I don't think that it should. I think the brand experience should be sort of like um, expressed wherever the consumer is experiencing it, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, for us, a lot of it is uh, e-commerce, and uh, you know, we have to take into consideration essentially. Uh, a consumer sort of like experience their journey and you know what uh, traditionally maybe a couple decades ago the uh, consumer journey was like let's go somewhere and buy buy something right that's the brick and mortar experience mm-hmm. um, and now uh, you know we've got to sort of like translate that to the digital and the online and really and truly to be honest it shouldn't be any different I mean whether it be virtual or brick and mortar um, I think that uh, you know the brand experience should communicate the brand purpose, the you know the overall brand feel. And you should be stepping into a lifestyle of like that brand and experiencing that. Um, and you can do that in many different ways. Um, you know the consumer behavior these days is this O two O, which is you know really and truly it's the offline to online or vice versa, online to offline. Right. Um, and you know, that's what kind of we're sort of like seeing and experiencing, which is, you know, when consumers are, um, you know, it, it's, it's the same uh, behavior. It's you're looking, uh, you're price shopping, you're probably trying, and then you're purchasing. And within those sort of like, you know, four steps, whether that's virtual or whether that's, uh, you know, in store, you kind of have to like recreate that. So that I mentioned that O2O thing, which is uh, you know this real sort of like um, idea of consumer behavior, where um, you know uh, consumers are either shopping online, looking at reviews and doing their research and everything, and then potentially going to offline in store. You know, I mean, we have an Amazon four star store right right up the street, right? <laughs> um, so uh, you know. There's that that method, and then the uh, you can actually do it the other way. A lot of times, consumers are in store and they pull their phone out, right? And they're right. like, they're like, they see something and they start like, you know, price shopping. Right. So really, truly, it's that method, you know. And you know, as as we approach our brands, you know, we have to have that message. We have to have that sort of experience come through. 
and all those different things. A perfect example, um, and, and tell me if I'm rambling, but perfect example is you know Timberland. Um, the, 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 there was a brand that um, wanted to focus on a lot of sort of like consumers driving them from online to their store. So they created the the New York. Um, City flagship store, which was an actual rainforest inside. Right, right. They actually had a rain room where you could like step inside, try on a coat or try on some boots, and you know. Um, so it was trying to get like a, a, a sort of um, a merchandised experience inside the store. And I think the brand, like, go to Timberland.com right now, and that experience does not come come to life. Right. I think they're not translating that back onto the online because you know, as you know. In these uncertain times, I mean, <laughs> yeah. we've got to drive. I mean, everybody's home and everybody's shopping, so I think that that's uh, um, super important for brands to really, you know, start like thinking about and focusing on 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 that. Right, and I think you you bring up a fantastic point. A, a lot of brands spend you know, millions developing this this in store experience, this brick and mortar. Timberland is a great example, even if uh, and obviously uh, kind of a, a more playful brand, but let's say Nintendo. You, you go to their store uh, in the city and it's it's insane. These characters are brought to life and unfortunately it seems like a lot of brands don't necessarily know how to translate that into an online experience. That's retail tainment, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, whether you have it there or whether you have it virtually, I think that it's super important, you know, that experience. I mean, again, uh, you know, um, COVID and pandemic and people are staying home and, and shopping online and you've got just like this out of the box Shopify site. I think that that's a that's a that's a that's a miss. That's a miss for bringing your brand to life. Absolutely, and and it's it's interesting to see some brands that have been able to really rise to the occasion. For instance, uh, there's this brand, uh, Dude. They're they're called uh, Dude Products, uh, all capitalized Dude, and they started off as toilet paper, and literally that was it. You know these kind of wipes. And for them, you know, they don't have a whole store. Their, their products are sold within Walmart. So they're brick and mortar, they're doing fantastic. And even through the packaging you see, it, it's kind of kind of got that, uh, that, that black packaging, it looks very sleek. Yeah. But if you look at their website, they just launched a new website and their tone of voice, everything comes through. They're, they're, they're making the, the, the bathroom humor, you know. They're the same with their, their branding throughout their online. Like, who has a shittier job than me? Like, you know. <laughs> so personality is coming through. Exactly. Right? I mean, that's like super important. And it's huge. And even with their website, they were able to do that. They even kind of switched up the experience, the navigations on the bottom versus the top, yeah. which is a little odd. Yeah. You know, but yeah. it, it's it's but interesting to see it come to life. It's engagement. Exactly. Right? I mean, all that is is engagement. And once you've engaged someone, you've locked them into a conversion. You've locked them into potentially loyalty because you've gotten their attention, you know, and I think that's super important. And I think one, one thing to consider too is people's attention spans, right? You're landing on a website and if you don't immediately capture them, they're gone. And who knows if they're gonna come back because of price shopping, what have you. So really, is do you think translating that experience online is, is even harder in some ways than, than doing it in, in store? Yeah, certainly, I mean, um, but, you know, there are techniques. I mean, you know, like, uh, as you know, I mean, we work together, right? But there's um, there's techniques to sort of like bring that journey to life. You know, there's scrolling telling, there's, uh, uh, you know, this uh, story that's being told that is rolling out to you online. 
and you really don't have to sort of like uh, really go anywhere. I mean, so I think that that's, uh, that's as long as a brand is doing that and getting that sort of like, um, you know, we, we, we always sell in the why and consumers don't purchase the, um, the what or the how, they purchase the why and that's the sort of like the golden circle, right? And if you, if you nail that and that why comes through in the story online, um, you know, that's a much more engaging, back to your point, much more engaging sort of experience of understanding what the brand is, maybe I don't know. Or uh, it's a way of like consistently, if I come back at a different, you know, I, I visited the site and I come back at a different time, I'm served something different, you know? Right. You have to like constantly, I mean, we're all ADD these days, right? We're on our phones, we have like so much information coming through. You have to constantly, um, you know, uh, get in their face and, and, and change the message and, 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 and do something different. And that's, that's when you, you know, you, you lock in a conversion. And I think you, you brought up two really important points when it comes to the online experience that we're seeing you know, brands have, are dabbling in and some are really perfecting, but it's that idea of scrolling and then the hyper-personalization. Yeah. And I think a brand that does a phenomenal job of that, and we talk about this at the office all the time, go back to it time and time again, is Apple. You, yeah. you go through their experience, and you know we use the term scrolling, which really relates to when you land on a page as you scroll, the experience continues to build and it continues to go through it and, and Apple does a phenomenal job. Thank you for explaining that. I said that earlier without <laughs> like, you know, some of the audience members uh, knowing what that, that is, but um, great term of just sort of like, you know, and, and, it, and it goes at your pace as well. I mean, yeah. the mm -hmm. great, great example is the iPod Pro sort right. of like uh, scrolling telling experiences. As I scroll through that, I'm like doing it at my pace. I can actually make the guy dance, and yeah. you know, and and the the uh, the technology kind of like you know explodes apart, and I can kind of like control seeing all those parts and everything. Um, yeah, personalized experience is very very important. Um, you know, even to the down to the sort of like uh, selection of the product and personalization, I think it's very very important. We talked about Thorn, which is a, yeah. a vitamin company. Um, and you know it, it, it's a subscription kind of like it, a very very interesting model um super premium vitamins um but when you go to the to the website um uh, the you know you're automatically um asked a bunch of questions and those questions help sort of like lead what best sort of supplement package would be best for me monthly so um, you know, the personalization, at, when you're incorporating that into the overall uh, e-commerce online experience, that's just a much more sort of like engaging sort of way of, of, of getting into the brand rather than just like, we sell vitamins. Right. Pick your vitamins and we'll package it up in a subscription and send it to you monthly. Exactly. This is a recommendation. It almost seems like it's, you know, almost like doctor recommended, that sort of thing. So which is such a cool way for a brand to engage with, with the user, knowing that, oh, this is a recommendation specifically for me versus, hey, here's a, a general idea of what you should right, take. Right, right, or, or you pick it and right. you might not know, so. So, and, and especially when it, you know, depending on the product, of course, but even for vitamins, I'm sure most people don't know what they actually should be taking, especially depending on their lifestyle, how, how active they are, what it is they're looking to obtain or, or do. Uh, through those vitamins. So I think that again just is another level of that hyper-personalization. It's like, hey, take this quick questionnaire, so to speak, and then we can give you exactly what you need. Exactly. 
Um, and the other aspect of that that you mentioned was the hyper-personalization is really when you land on a website and after you engage, let's say it's your first time coming and you, you pick back up if it's personalized or, or, or the messaging is shifted to, let's say, depending on the last product you did. It, it immediately picks up from where you left off and again, it, it just feels so tailored. Right, right, yeah. And not like I'm uh, an afterthought and right. being served the same message. It's like, okay, here's something different. And I think that, uh, you know, consumers, whether they get that or not, like like really are percep perceptive in, and, and understand, wow, they, they change that. If they, if they aren't that sophisticated, it's still something that's just different and it's like, and it's engaging and it's not the same thing, you know? I say this again, we all have ADD and it's just kind of like, as long as you're hitting them with something different, it's... Um, it's keeping them engaged. Yeah. And it, it just presents a very interesting way for, for brands to communicate directly with, with their users versus you know, maybe a more mass and, and generalized you know, approach. So out of curiosity, is there anything, you know, especially kind of when you see with an in-store experience, there's so many ways to engage with, with, a, with a consumer, right? Sight, smell, yeah. potentially the taste, touch. You really can engage all the senses. Is there any, any part of that you know, retail entertainment experience that you think needs to be carried over to the online experience or you would like to see with an online experience? Yeah, you know, I think that um, you, you start getting into the sort of like innovations kind of like idea. I think that there are some new things that, you know, I, I think um, AR and VR will be coming back in a big way. I mean, as the sort of like um, technology starts to evolve and that sort of thing, if you are bringing that into kind of like your experience online, um, you know, and you're able to sort of like dimensionalize kind of like the brand rather than this flat screen that you're looking at or on, on, on your phone um, is going to be a lot more sort of like important as um, we move forward. Um, you know, you are limited to kind of like the sort of the screen, the flatness right. of it. Um, but, you know, there are tricks, you know, like we talked about scrolling and um, personalization and sort of like involvement and getting, you um, uh, the person sort of like really sort of like into the story, I think is, uh, it, it is, you know, really the way of sort of like breaking out of that just flat window that you're like looking through right. um, into what should be a sort of like, you know, um, that brand experience that, that uh, uh, you know, a brand needs to deliver, so. And I, I think you mentioned an interesting, interesting thing with the VR and then even the AR, now that the technology is just improving, you know, QR code scanning that is needed to just about any phone app. Any phone, any you camera. And even now, uh, if you go out to, to eat at restaurants, a lot of them, no menus anymore. Yeah. You're scanning that QR code. And, and to me, that's just scratching, you know, the surface. Yeah. It'll open up the link, it'll give you the menu, that's great. But it'll be interesting to see how, how huge of uh, a part of that ex online experience AR can become and, and where that pushes to next. So. Absolutely, and, and you know, we're still, we for uh, a while we thought the QR codes were going to go away. Oh yeah, so, we, we thought they were dead, <laughs> but they're but they're pretty important now. So uh, you know, uh, I think it's just a you know it's a consumer behavior, and 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 it's just these kinds of things, whether it takes that form in the future or or you know it's um, you know image recognition or right. whatever that is, is that I think that that's going to be um, a lot more seamless.
um, in the near future. Yeah, and, and something that was interesting to me that was brought up, and this was again when I was at dinner, just with, with scanning the QR code, someone someone mentioned that, like, well, what if my phone can't scan the QR code? It's like, but, but most phones can. But it's, it's interesting to think about, you know, is there gonna be any division between what that experience is gonna be for the user, depending on, you know, what kind of technology you have available. Yeah. So, yeah. Hope, you know, we're hoping that that isn't the case, but it just made me think, it was something I had never given any type of thought to before. So. Yeah, I think the numbers are something ridiculous. I mean, you know, uh, smartphones in their complexity have taken over something like 78% of the total global market. So, I mean, yeah. so there's, you know, a few 22% of the phones out there that, that can't, you know, uh, scan a QR code, but, you know. Uh, and for those, those of you that have the you know the Nokia at least you know it's indestructible <laughs> so there's always that uh, but yeah I guess kind of almost to wrap it up with with branding and, and just that online experience do you think there's anything that's that's overlooked or, or something that brand should highlight even more now that there is has been such a shift towards you know, that online experience because of what's happening yeah you know I mean what we're seeing these days I mean you know uh, we ourselves are seeing a huge uptick in uh, AI. Um, you know, I mean, uh, we've got clients coming to us and asking us to create chatbots um, that use AI that help this sort of like seamless experience. Again, getting you through that funnel of like what sort of like product um, is right for me. You know, um, our, our client Pitney Bowes has a wide variety of like products, and and this chatbot is able to sort of like help them sort of like funnel through by asking certain questions um, in this seamless way without even actually having to provide a human interaction. I mean, it's just quick, it's, it's on, and it's, again, to personalization, help that. Um, so uh, things like that, I think, are really, really important. I think when it comes to branding, um, uh, you know, getting the message out is, um, is pretty, uh, pretty standard, uh, you know, in these uncertain times, we talk about pandemic that, um, you know, we've got a lot of sort of captive audiences and now more than ever, this sort of like digital messaging is going to be a lot more important. Yeah. Um, you know, it is part of an overall marketing message, but it is the most important thing that, you know, a brand should be focusing on is their digital message is that, you know, things like, um, uh, just in messaging, you've got organic ads, you've got display ads, you know, the different types of media. Mm -hmm. um, I think that these are kind of like things that are really sort of like relevant when it comes to um, uh, getting the message out. But I feel like a more sophisticated sort of like predictive messaging models are going to be super important moving forward, which is going to sort of like customize the message directly to you right. based way more on things that are like, you know, just your standard, what you've searched or your current right. location or, you know, that sort of thing, I think is super um, uh, going to be kind of like important and, you know, before sort of like, you know, Elon Musk puts, you know, the little neural link chips in all of our heads and we're, <laughs> we're getting the message a lot faster. I think that, you know, um, the most important thing moving forward, you know, especially in this is going probably going to be voice search and in, in, in sort of like getting a brand's message to like really 
you know, um, buoyantly you like get to the top when it comes to sort of like getting through the clutter and right. and all of that. So you know, but package all of that together, and you've got this sort of like um, environment of of ways of getting your message. But again, if the message is you know um, not that great, it's it's like a it's like a <laughs> it's like a it's like a it's a film negative. You know, it doesn't matter how well you you develop it. You could develop it poorly. You can develop it. Le- if the picture is still crap, you know, like it's still crap. So focusing on brand message, focusing on, you know, really getting across the, the purpose of the brand is very, very important. And then let the sort of like tactics um, and the innovation and all of that really sort of like live in this digital environment and, and really push the needle. And I think you, I mean, at the core, if your branding isn't good, it isn't good. That's right. It's, it's, it, it, and that's, you know where you want to start once once you've got that branding and then it's and it's firm it's exactly uh what you need for your product or or, or what you're trying to sell it, it's and you mentioned it it's it's a tactic whether or not it's off-site with with your um campaigns what have you even, even your social channels or on-site that actual website experiences for you know chatbots are a huge thing people would rather engage with the chatbot than talk to someone most of the time and it's just making sure that that message is cohesive uh, across everything indeed but do want to say thank you, Paul. Appreciate it. Uh, awesome. Yeah, appreciate your time. Finally, right? I know. I, I, was, I was shocked to hear. I was like, you've never done a podcast in a way. Season I mean, three. Yeah. First episode. I'm honored. Yeah, I feel like your voice was made for podcasts. Yeah? So I'm excited. Uh, and for everyone uh, out there listening, we'll be putting out more episodes. Uh, super excited for season three. Going to be bringing a lot of new, exciting content. And make sure you're tuned in for the next episode. Awesome. Thanks. All right, awesome. Thanks, guys.